Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> hey, this is Shelly Berman on Outlaw Radio. Listen, come on, listen to me or listen to Matt. It, if you like being bored, it's great for you. It's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt. But I'm here to fuck. Live from the Lighten Up Lounge, this is Tom DeLuise saying, this is Outlaw Radio. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we interrupt. Oh, yeah. Listen to old Charles Wright and the 103rd Street Rhythm Band. He's on Outlaw Radio. What? What is that, Charles? What is it you want us to do? Express yourself. Uh-huh. This was a big hit in the 70s. You don't never need help from nobody else. All you got to do now. What is it? Express yourself. Charles. Do it good. Yeah, well, of course, Charlie. Uh, uh-huh. Whatever you do, you do, Lord, Lord. Do it good. Man. All right. Got to try this in karaoke. It's not what you look like when you're doing what you're doing. It's what you're doing when you're doing what you look like you're doing. Express yourself. Yeah. What does he want us to do? Express yourself. All right. right. And the 103rd Street Rhythm Band. Doing it on the moon, y'all. Doing it on the moon? Uh, in the jungle, too. He was moonwalking uh, before Michael Jackson, this man. Everybody on the floor, y'all. Uh, uh-huh. Jumping like a kangaroo. So, so let the horn do the thing they do, y'all. What did you say? Oh, horn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Love breath. Uh, uh-huh. Come on, Charles. Listening to this song, probably heard it about a million times, but. I do it, I do it, do it to it. Yeah, do it to it, baby. Go on and do it. All right, I'll try it. Y'all do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> Get it now. Spread yourself. Mm-hmm. Spread yourself. Uh, do, 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 do. 
Pleasure and honor to introduce to you and us Charles Wright of the 103rd Street Rhythm Band. Charles, are you expressing yourself, my friend? Hey, I'm doing just that. How y'all doing, you all you outlaws? Y'all sound like outlaws. Yeah, well, not <laughs> not as outlawish as you are in that song, man. And and you are no spring chicken. You were born April 6, 1940. Uh, 81 years old. How does that feel? Does it does it feel any different than when you recorded that song? Well, maybe if I was performing it, it was a little harder, but ain't no problem. Yeah, man, oh, man, it's Shevitz. He's an American singer. Uh, he's an instrumentalist. He's a telepathist. He has ESP. He's a songwriter. Uh, he was in a, a bunch of doo-wop groups in the late 1950s and early 1960s. And, of course, solo artist in his own right. And that huge hit from the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band. You're, you're a Mississippi guy. I had the pleasure, and now I'm going to name drop. Now, here we go. Get ready. Get ready, Charles Wright. In Mississippi, right. I filmed a movie. I was a co-star in a Burt Reynolds movie about five years ago. I mentioned that. Because I have very few accolades, and I have the opportunity, because you're from Mississippi, of telling you that I'm a fan of Mississippi, and I like those people. Where, what part were you in? Oh, uh, now you're... Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Biloxi. Biloxi, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Clarksdale, uh, up there in the, in the Delta. Yeah. And... Yeah, uh, have you read my book? I am I'm thumbing through it and and what I did learn was you are no stranger to a sibling or two in your life. <laughs> He's, this, yeah. this man this man is the seventh of twelve children. How about expressing you boy, you have to learn how to express yourself, don't you? <laughs> Now listen to me. Listen to me. Before I get to that, before I get to that, you have done my heart good. Get, hearing that from the heart chuckle from Charles Wright, man, you just made my day. my job here is done. Uh, it was a it was a movie. I'm big in France. Uh, it was the only place it was released, and uh, it's called Category Five. Look for it. <laughs> look, okay. please look for it. Uh, but, right. but I'm not one to boast. Yeah, I was I was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> 
Why? Why? Hey, Laura, why is it you haven't turned Mark's mic up, or it's just not working? Or yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe she maybe she thinks she'll say something really nasty. No, she Mark. kept me down for a long time. I don't know why she did, but she did. She is nasty. No, no, she has her ways, and she is the producer of Outlaw Radio. I guess what, Lori? New producer. Lori, you are the producer, are you not? Lori. Sure. I, I mean, was, she doesn't make decisions. I'm in Charles. She doesn't, Marty. Make, she doesn't make decisions. Okay. Talk. No. Do, do, do you see where Lori's going with that? I'm interested in Charles, not Marty. I think we're all see because we have yeah. Charles. That, well, no, all of us are, with the exception of you, who I, I get the impression you want to talk about yourself, Mark. No, what I wanted. To what say, movie were you in with Burt Reynolds? Oops. Good, the bad, the ugly. Wait, did you hear Charles? He said, Oops. Oops. <laughs> And I just want to say to Charles, I bet you, Charles, that in your day, throughout your adventures, throughout your life, your music career, that you did hang out or meet James Brown. Yes, I did. I knew it. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, guess, guess what, Mark? So so did I. So what does that mean? Oh, Magic Matt, how you feel? It made me feel very good. It made me get on a special high because of the fact that I knew that this guy was doing it right, Matt. Hey, Matt, hey, I had a great time, man. You know, my bag is better now, and I feel better, and I feel good. It was great. Yeah, but Charles had a hit funk song. You didn't. That, that's true, but I I had a hit uh, funk. Oh, that's right. You win that one. <laughs> yeah, you win that one. Hey, hey, and by the way, with all the with all the negativity about James Brown out there, I found him to be a gentleman, and I loved the dude, man. How about you, Charles? He was a bad motor scooter. He was tough on his band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he was really a bad motor scooter, and and he had to be tough on his band. I know as a band leader, you have to be tough or you will lose out. Yeah, it's it's called perfectionism, being a perfectionist. I mean, talk, talk to Frank Sinatra about being uh, hard on your band. You know, those are the those are the guys and gals that are the true perfectionists who come across through the the worldwide public as being superstars because they care about their work, right, Charles? Absolutely. Yeah. According to this book. Huh? Perfection is the key. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, man. Hey, where where are you living these days, Charles Wright? Charles Wright? I'm in Los Angeles. Are Are you still in the uh, are, are you in the Watts area? Where are you? No, I'm in uh, kind of the opposite to that. I'm uh, in the Ladera Heights. Yeah, yeah, Ladera, man. That's uh, that's a nice little area. I'm uh, I'm a fan. Um, and you have a book now. How long is this book? Up from where we've come, how long has that been out there and available to folks? It's been out there two or three years, but it hasn't been exposed like it should yet. All right. Well, I'm about to start. I'm going to start a campaign to promote that book because I'm getting five star reviews on Amazon. So love that. It, yeah, people should read it if you want to know some real American history. My book is the thing. Sharecropper owned a, a plantation. And it was uh, it re referred to as the sharecropping era, as the next shade of slavery, after slavery. And the sharecropper that owned a plantation, according to Charles Wright, was a, was a cruel man, meaning, meaning what? Edward Miles, what would he do? What would he do that was cruel? You read the book, you'll understand. All right. Well, listen, we'll promote your book, but just give me a tidbit. I mean, would he smack people around? <laughs> no. No? 
<laughs> no, he would rob you blind. He would rob you blind, though. Work you for a whole year and then come up with an excuse not to pay you. You moved to Los Angeles when you were 12 years old. And how did that change your life? I mean, that's a vast difference between Mississippi and Los Angeles. Did, did that just sort of blindside you? Did, did, were you wishing you were back in Mississippi when you first uh, stepped on the soil of uh, Southern California? I was like I was on a brand, uh, on planet far removed from here. Yeah. And uh, was happy as hell to be here. <laughs> you were, okay. <laughs> and at that time, you were digging uh, popular music, and you were mesmerized by it. Jesse Belvin was a singer that you heard on the radio and had a significant influence on on you. How so? I mean, was it was it funky stuff? What what is it that sort of spurred you to do what you do? Well, what you have to understand is that in Mississippi, the guy who you asking me about the, the sharecropping boss. He influenced my father into thinking that all African-based music was was the devil's music. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. our father wouldn't let us listen to the blues or any secular music. Oh, man. So I, ne- so I never heard it except for Muddy Waters lived across the street from my grandmother. Yeah. Wow. And he would rehearse. That's the only time I ever heard it, the blues. So when I came to L.A., and uh, I'm growing up, I'm 15, 16 years old, I'm walking home from school with the children, and they're singing all these songs they heard on the radio. So I turned on the radio, and I got hip to those songs, and I heard Jesse Belvin one day. Have you ever heard Jesse Belvin sing? I I got to tell you something. I haven't researched this. I wish I could say yes. I mean, the answer is probably yes, but I I don't know. Charles Wright. Well, the man, man had the most different and beautiful voice you ever could hear. Yeah. So I went to the phone booth and I called him. I found his phone number in the phone booth. <laughs> I called him several times and I finally got him. I said, Mister Bell. I want to sing, and I want to sound just like you. Okay. He gave me a great piece of advice. What did he say? He said, get your own style, boy, and leave mine the F alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. He passed away really young. Oh, he was, yeah, he had a, he was in an accident. He went to a concert, and uh, he did the concert, and the kids came there. It was like one of those places with a chicken wire between the black people and the white people. Mm. White people showed up late, and they demanded him to sing another concert. It was Jackie Wilson's band. He wouldn't allow the band to play, so they cut their ties with razor blades. Yeah, well. And he met another car, both going about 80 miles an hour on a desolate highway in Arkansas. And he and his wife both were in the car. Yeah. And they both were killed. Oh. That's a bad story, man. He was uh, he was 27 years old, but the fa- and and He had, I'm sorry. No, but uh, no apologies on here on Outlaw Radio, Mr. Charles Wright. I was simply going to say it was the following year 
that you had your first hit record, right? Uh, no, I had my first hit record while he was still alive. No, that's what I meant to I, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, um, I didn't. I, I about eight months after I decided to sing, I had my first hit record, and he took me on his wings. So that's how I got to that point. Hey, Laura, one second. Laura, I want you to uh, queue up 068. It's down at the bottom of your page. Just have that ready. Yes, uh, please continue, uh, Mr. Wright. Oh, now you killed my train of thought. Okay, oh. well, that's that's what I do as a great radio host and interviewer. <laughs> that's that's, that's, well, my, saying, that's you, my number one goal. Yes, Laura? He was saying that, you know, that he was alive when you had your first hit record, and, right. and then he passed yeah, he, away. Yeah, he took me on his wing, right. and he, Jesse was a unique character. He did, he had about, in his short lifespan, about, uh, at least a dozen hit records. Mm. On, uh, not uh, these were songs he he written, and he go to Hollywood and he sell it to these shysters, and then he would have to help them produce the music. Yeah. And he did it with vocal groups and with other people. Like he had did duets, he did uh, groups, and he cut a lot of hit records in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then he started getting on his own as becoming his in to the pop market big time. Started with a record called uh, Guess Who. Wow! And that was his his biggest record, and that was his hit when he got killed. That was his hit. Is it is it and, is it true that uh, you? That, wait a second. That you're the uncle of Easy E from NWA? No, that's not true. See, that's that's some crap that's being bandied there, there about out go. there, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you heard that rumor, right? Oh, it's all over the place. Yeah, but it's not true. Yeah, see that? Okay, here I, I have a little. Uh, I have a little. Uh, it's it's not really a contest because uh, I'm I'm not going to award you a prize if you get this right. Lori, play that thing. Listen carefully. You tell me. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. <laughs> Takes a while to get there, I guess. Uh, Charles Wright, you tell me who this is. Can you hear it? Sound like Johnny Guitar Watson. There it is. There it is. That just happens to be one of my favorite songs of all time from Johnny Guitar Watson. Real mother for ya. Hit me now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, do I love this song. Did you did you work with Johnny Guitar Watson, Charles Wright? He was my buddy. Oh man. That's a guy, that's a guy that I would have loved to hang out with a little bit. How talented yeah. was Johnny Guitar Watson, Charles Wright? I I gave I say Jesse Bellman was the greatest, but Johnny Guitar Watson was about the most talented person I ever met in my life. Yeah, this guy was funky beyond belief. Hey man, I got, I got you. Ever run into Sly Stone? He's out. He's uh, rumor has it he's out in. Uh, uh, this is politically incorrect to call it this, but it's it it is true. It's South Central Los Angeles. Have you heard that Sly Stone is out there? I, when Sly Stone was there, I I went visiting him and I helped him out the last uh, about two or three years ago. 
then he won a lawsuit about I think about seven million dollars. So he's out in the valley living good. Oh, good. Hope he. Hope he's not smoking himself to death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that, that, my friends, is a brilliant guy, in my opinion. Uh, I, I I think he invented funk, if you don't mind me saying, Charles, right? I don't know about that. Oh, no. So who was the inventor of funk in your mind? Next to me, James Brown. Aha! I say next to me. <laughs> yeah. yes. I, James Brown for a re- and I, I feel good. Charles Wright. Yeah, I feel good. I have one question for Charles, man. If yeah. You, quick. Uh, Charles, and I can't think of this cast name, man, but it, it's the old dude, the guitar player that said that he sold his soul to the devil. Everybody said he sold his soul to the devil. He showed nightclubs and just started playing, like ripping the guitar off. You know who I'm talking about? Oh. Robert Johnson, that's bull. Robert Johnson. Is that right? Yep. All right, listen, that's listen. That's- uh, he that, also, that, he, yeah. I hope you don't mind me saying, but all that's bullshit. I know. <laughs> I know. I knew it was. That's, that's a that's a way of promoting Clarksdale, Mississippi, as a bastion of the blue. Yep. Yeah. yeah and they, they 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 make money that way, but that and they got that the sign that guitar up there. I was up there a couple of years ago just. To go back home, and I see what's happening. I don't particularly like what's happening. All right, let, but that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's BS. Okay, now, now, any truth to the rumor that you managed the great Bill Withers? No, I didn't manage him. I taught him how to play the guitar. Oh, wow! Wow! What? I wow. Also, <laughs> also, he he stole my band. That's. My band playing behind him. Oh, wow! That son of a bit, man. That, you know what? I'm gonna—he just passed away about a year and a half ago. I'm—I'm I'm gonna dig him up. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I—he I, was uh, hanging around me. I was supposed to produce his album. Yeah. But he was giving me so much trouble. Matter of fact, I own Grandma's hand. I own all that music. I gave it back to him. Wow. Well, you're a good you're a good man. You're a good man, and you tell it like it is. And I appreciate this man known as Charles Wright. He is a, a beautiful fella. His book is a book, a tome that you should read. It's called "Up from Where We've Come." Up from where we've come, and we're gonna leave with his. This is a new song from from this man, my friends. This is a like a brand newy. Oh, this is called "You Babe," right, Charles? Absolutely. Absolutely. God bless you. God bless Charles Wright on Outlaw Radio. For the mentally challenged, chronic talk from the panic room. Look, up in the sky. 
Smoking, drinking, interrupting. Magic Matt Allen. This is Outlaw Radio.